And you needn't be ashamed about bringing that question up because it's hugely important because we are on the cusp of doing the same thing again. And it was horrific in Nazi Germany, for example, and unfortunately in some of the countries that ought to have known better in this country and in the, in the United States, there was essentially a eugenics program mm. to create a better kind of human being by interfering. In those days, it was crude just in the breeding process, mm. cull out the mm. weak. Uh, and breed strong people with strong people and produce the perfect Aryan as the Nazis tried to do. Mm -hmm. And the blood ran, millions of people died in that. And then the Soviets tried the same thing, to create a new man by using the best technology they had, but they didn't have the technology and those experiments didn't work. But again, millions of people died as a result of an attempt to create the perfect human being. I'm afraid we're there again and we need to take that seriously. Uh, one of the people that's influencing what's called the transhumanist movement. And the argument is, well, evolution has brought us this far, but now we can get engaged and we can change the whole course of human nature for the better. C.S. Lewis warned of this in 1940 when he wrote his book, The Abolition of Man. He said, if we allow a group of scientists to intervene, and the intervention now we would understand would be in the germline, to re-specify human beings, he said, it won't be human beings they'll produce, it'll be artifacts. So that the final triumph of humanity will be the abolition of man. And we need to listen to that voice because we have another voice and that of the Israeli historian Yuval Noah Harari, particularly in his book Homo Deus, the God-man. And their idea is absolutely open. It is we're on the cusp. We have now got the technology to turn, I quote Harari, humans into gods. That's what his gods with a small g. Mm -hmm. But the point is they are racing experimentally to try to create what's called artificial general intelligence, a super intelligence, a, a transhuman that can do much more than current man can do. They say, well, man, as we have him and her, uh, currently is just one stage in a process that's going on and on and on. So we're going to now intervene and get that process really geared up. So what are we going to do? We're going to implant technology. Now, some technology is good. I'm wearing glasses to speak to you, but we're talking about all kinds of enhancements to our brains, to our physiology. We're talking about drugs and all this kind of thing to turn us into superhumans or transhumans. Now, that agenda is fearful, it seems to me, because it is an attempt, and the Bible has a great deal to say about it, of humans trying to turn themselves into gods. And that reminds me of the very way in which disaster hit the human race when the temptation occurred in the Garden of Eden. If you eat this tree, you shall be as gods. Now that brings us back to the basic morality of human beings. And it's defined in the Garden of Eden. One thing forbidden, but freedom to eat it. And they ate it because they were tempted. And they gained not knowledge. It wasn't knowledge that was forbidden. Peace be to the many mm. um, people that suggested it. it was the knowledge of good and evil. And that's a knowledge you don't want. And it provided, it brought into human beings through the rebellion, a huge alienation from God himself. And that has trickled down through to us today. But we are constantly reaching up to be gods because the lie has been spread around that God is, if he exists at all, he's against us. He's against us having well-being and flourishing. And that is a massive lie. And we can see that because, let me put it this way, when the whole question of this transhuman vision comes to me. And the two ingredients that Harari mentioned specifically are one, the abolition of physical death. Death's a physical problem, so we'll solve it technologically. And secondly, which relates to our topic dead on in his words, is the increase of, quote, human happiness by using all these technologies, producing cyborgs, drugs, all this kind of thing. So solve the technical problem of death so that people don't have to die. They may die, but they'll live forever if they want to and enhance their happiness. And when people come along to me with that agenda, I say, you're too late. And they say, don't be ridiculous. We haven't got going yet. I said, but look, 
there is very powerful evidence that the problem of physical death was solved 20 centuries ago when Jesus rose from the dead. That's a shock to the system of many people that I as a scientist would believe in the resurrection. And I think there are strong reasons, scientific, historical, and experiential for believing in it. But that's a topic for another time. And I said, what Christ offers to those who repent and trust him, here's the marvelous thing, is that he gives them, not after death, but in this life, what the New Testament calls eternal life, a new life, a new power to live the good life. But that's not all. Because God raised him from the dead, the promise is that all those that trust Christ, he will raise from the dead. And that's the biggest upload that's ever going to happen in history. And it's wonderful. So I say to these people who are uh, wanting to freeze their bodies and their brains in the hope mm -hmm. that we'll solve this problem. Look, you can have certainty today and hope um, in the future that you'll be raised from the dead. And I'm going to say that in the sermon mm -hmm. I'm going to preach in 15 minutes. <laughs> that that hope exists for all who trust Christ. Now, that's not transhumanism, because what I want to emphasize is this. God made us in his image. We tinker with that image by genetic engineering or eugenics at our peril. And the most important thing, and I'm going to finish where I started, humans made in the image of God, the transhumanist project, the eugenics project before it, was humans reaching for the gods. But the Christian answer is not man becoming God, but God becoming man. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And to as many as believed on him, he gave the right to become what they were not before by nature. Children of God, even to those that believe in his name. That is the true way of becoming a fulfilled human whose good life does not end at death, but ends in the resurrection, Christ raising them from the dead. And that brings them to a new beginning of a life that will never end.